right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, along with Michael from Sweden, and uh, we're going to be doing a an essay by uh, Charles from Alabama and about the Antichrist, and it's very good. That we're getting uh, essays from Identians who are you know longtime listeners and longtime friends of ours who are are fe- feeling motivated to write their own essays about these end times, because we know that the uh, the Jews and their bankster operations, Mystery Babylon, have taken over the world. And uh, this COVID nonsense that they have instigated is killing our people left and right, and mainstream media is not saying anything about it. So, uh, so over to you, Michael. Uh, by the way, the... Um, the, the rioting in France and Europe is just really getting intensified, but I'm not seeing any mainstream media coverage of it at all. How's that on your end, Michael? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the same. They don't uh, they they try to pretend that it doesn't happen, or they they twist it. And I have not been following the mainstream media for so long time, so I haven't been looking into it detail either. But it's due to the, I think, this uh, Jewish-French president, Macron, he wants to get away their pension. He cuts their pensions. And then, the, yeah, apparently that is the only way. Uh, that is so sorry about our people, white uh, Caucasian people. The only way to get them moving is to stamp on their wallet. Otherwise, it sits on their ass and wait. And if right. nothing will happen to them, yeah. that's my <laughs> bit, maybe, yeah. um, I don't know, negative view of our people. But right now, it is their wallet that is talking for them. Well, yeah, uh, although uh, as our backs are up against the wall and people have nothing left to lose, then they go out in the streets, just like the French Revolution. It's uh, going to be the French Re- By the way, there was uh, a video, I haven't posted it yet on Eurofolk Radio, but uh, a, a Jewish investor by the name of Sam Zell, who actually purchased the Chicago Cubs for a while, he he compared what's happening today with Weimar Germany. Okay, which oh. is ac- which is accurate, right? <laughs> the Jews have taken over, and we the whole world is now like Weimar Germany. Okay, so it's good to see that there are Jews who make occasionally true statements, right? That does happen, folks. It does happen. So, okay, so uh, let's get into today's show, unless you have any particular announcements. Uh, well, yes. Okay. Uh, we have been doing that in two articles about TikTok, both part one and part two. And he has also sent us part three that we're going to maybe do next time. But he also wanted... Um, us to share his email with with the listeners, so people okay. can then people themselves can contact Danny and and uh, about his his very good articles. I found them very good articles. Yes, written. so his email address is um, Dan Elin Mo at proton dot me, and I can just say the the letters. Okay. Uh, D A N E L E N. Dan Elian, okay. Oh, oh, and, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Uh, and then at, at proton dot me, I can also write the email in the chat room so people yeah. see it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do that. All right. So uh, what we're seeing is white people are waking up. Uh, people are dying suddenly, and their relatives. Uh, we have all kinds of internet uh, 
alternative media people uh, exposing the fact that COVID is a deep state uh, Rothschild operation. They don't mention the Jews, but they are telling us that the, the media is corrupt, the medical establishment is corrupt, the governments of the world are corrupt, the UN is corrupt, and etc. Which is what we've been saying in identity for over 100 years because Henry Ford was the founder of the Christian identity movement in America. So people around the world are finally beginning to catch on. All right, so let's get into this document by uh, Charles from Alabama, and I'll turn it over to you. Yes, um, I'm writing on, on now in his email, so I will jump okay. into that one right oh, now. Okay. So now oh, let's see. go okay. to the article. Um, the article is then a prediction of the Antichrist arrival by Charles um, Conner. And it was this one was written by the the, the 7th of... Uh, of February, February right. 2003. Very recent, yes, okay. So, point one, why is this important? Uh, because we we do not want to be deceived into worshipping the Antichrist thinking that he is the real Jesus Christ and or receiving his mark of the beast. Otherwise, we reap the following consequences stated in the book of Revelation. So now we have, have, have quoted Revelations 14, um, 9 until 11. And the third angel uh, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worships the beast and his image, and receive his mark on his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have not rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of, uh, of his name. Yeah, okay, let me just interrupt here because... Those who have received the Gates jab uh, have had nothing but torment day and night ever since they got the jab, unless they were lucky enough to get a placebo. But we can say with absolute certainty, those who have taken the first, second, third, and umpteen, umpteen jabs because they want to make sure that they kill you and they want to torment you while you're in the process of dying. That's what's happening, folks. It can't be any clearer than that. This is what we've been waiting for. And, uh, folks, <laughs> folks, so we've got uh, tormenting going on left and right, not just physically, and uh, mentally, but you know, we're, we in identity are being tormented by agents such as William Fink and, of course, De, uh, Wickstrom as well, James Wickstrom. And I've been uh, going online talking about those two agents in the last couple of shows. I will be continuing doing that on Friday and Saturday night. So please continue. Yes, and my comment also on this, uh, on the revelation uh, that he said it, that we have, they will be tormented day and night. Because also something that is, uh, that is also written, you can find when you search on the people that have taken the, 
I think I said this before, uh, those who have token, taken this um, COVID bioweapon shots, it's that they get vivid dreams, they get horror, they, they get Ooh. nightmares, where they probably they are, they may be feeling like some hand trying to reach them, or as I told Ooh, before. Yeah, demons. This, yeah, and this other time was when uh, you had this, uh, I think of a Catholic priest, he had a nightmare because then he dreamed that, that Satan lay beside him and hugged him and said, oh, now you're mine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow, that's a nightmare. So, Man. Yeah, and they will be tormented that did this because of their – and also their – because their temple. They have put something in their body that will, will um, yeah, destroy their temple. And that is – that will yes. torment the temple because that is where the Holy Spirit dwells. And I, th- I don't think the Holy Spirit can dwell in that part when also the DNA, if the DNA is uh, um, is um, taunted with when it when it's when it's when the when the, uh, when the DNA has been changed to this triple helix, this mocking that the Queen listed uh, Elizabeth Queen in England did to lighten yes. up the third this third triple helix, and that was of course about yeah. this of those jabs. What this is doing, but. Ninety-five percent of the white people, especially, are so they are upside. They they don't know up from down anymore. They have lost their integrity. They have lost. Yeah. So unfortunately, they don't understand. I think it's beautiful. Eh? They laugh about it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're laughing at our torment, which is what you expect Satanists to do. Yes. All right. Please continue. So far, so very good. Yes. So yeah. Revelations nineteen twenty. And the beast Satan was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worship his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And just a comment when I read this, when they are cast into this fire, it could also mean this that when they are devoid of the word of God, then you are in like hell you are uh, you are you will be devoid you will be you will be like choked because um, the word of god gives you hope it gives you calm it gives you so much it is it, it is the living waters and when you don't have water yeah you will feel getting burned because you you can have nothing to uh, quench your spiritual thirst with yes well, this is what we're counting on. The Great Awakening, I think, is really underway because white people's backs are up against the wall. Their accounts are being frozen. Uh, no telling how many people have been financially ruined by COVID. Okay, We know that during the lockdown, a lot of white men were committing suicide because they lost their income, lost their jobs, lost their businesses, probably lost their families, etc., etc. And this is part of the awakening process. Waking up hurts, folks. It hurts. All right. Okay, back to you. Thank you. So, the mark of the beast, in our minds, represents ownership by Satan. So those who have it will go into the lake of fire with their master Satan. Yes. We therefore should strive to have the seal of God in our forehead, in our minds, representing ownership by Yahweh, our Heavenly Father. Yeah, and I, I believe the mark of the beast as, at, at this present moment is this COVID jab because it changed your DNA to this triple helix. So also right. the numberings, and that will number up 216,000. 
And if you take 600 times 60 times 6, you get that number. So right. for me, more and more talking about and telling me about that that is the, the mark of the beast. And Jesus and Yeshua Messiah didn't come for any cyborgs. He didn't come for any anyone that has taunted their DNA. And also, if he is our father, Heavenly Father, he our DNA should resemble his DNA. And we They're don't right. have his DNA. We are not his. Right. Absolutely. You know, our DNA comes from Yeshua Messiah. You know, all the way from Adam, right? And as Paul said, Yahshua uh, uh, was the second Adam. So he retained the DNA of Adam all the way down through those, well, it's, uh, not 77 generations. I think, yeah, 77 generations from Adam down to Messiah, okay? Which uh, and the Jews totally reject all of that information. That we, and we know their Bible is the Talmud, not the Old Testament. All right, back to you. So, point two. What does the word Antichrist mean? Now, let us use a strong exhaustive concordance keyed to the KGB Bible to examine the word Antichrist. Strong's numbers are indicated by numbers. So, 1 John 2.18 Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist, then it's number 500, shall come, even now, are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the lost time? And uh, this is Strong's concordance definitions of antichrist. Um, so, number 500, um, antichristos, antichristos is the Greek. I cannot really maybe pronounce all the Greek yes. letters there. That's close. And That's close. <laughs> close enough. Yes. <laughs> and some from the word 473. And um, uh, 55, 47, and not a word, so I will just go into the different def definition, definitions of the, of the Antichrist. The first one is um, the adversary of the Messiah. And that can, of course, then, if I'm just commenting on, could be the Jewish people, because they are adversary to Messiah, and they uh, as a group are that. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. When you're done with this section, I will just go into Esort and quote. There's only four or five verses that use the word Antichrist, and people need to understand what those verses are. So over to you as soon as you're done with this section. And then we have number 473, and it said, anti a primary principle, prep, and one, over against, opposite you, before. Uh, two, four, instead of, in place of something. Mm -hmm. And what I think about instead of, that also is something that will come also into mind is, of course, then governments, because they want to replace Yahweh, Jesus Christ, with their, that they are the only one. They should, you should worship the government. So it is yeah. instead of. So that could also be an Antichrist, our, our satanic governments. Well, this would also include the Holy Roman Empire, the, the, the Catholic Church, which claimed to be the one and only representative of Christianity on earth, okay? And many of the popes even declared, you know, well, they declared infallibility, right? So that uh, you had to go through the a Holy Roman Empire or the Catholic Church in order to be saved. That's, uh, I don't know if they still teach that anymore, but that's what they taught me when I was going to Catholic school in Chicago. So I, I know firsthand what they taught. And, and of course, now they're the uh, plaything 
of the international Jew, plaything of the Antichrist. So, uh, of like minds, for sure. Back to you. Uh, yes. So, do you want to go into the into this in the scriptures and quote from scriptures how much Antichrist is used? Because that yes. was this. Um... Yes. Okay. It only occurs. Hold on, I have to remove something from my screen. Okay. It only occurs four times in scripture. And they're all in the work of John, okay? First John 2.18, little children, it is the last time. Now, by last time, I mean, we're talking about the last age, okay? This is the last age from when Yahshua ascended into heaven. This, uh, this is our day of the Israelites coming to grips with reality, <laughs> coming to grips with reality. And see, the, the word is horah. Primary an hour, literally or figuratively, season, time, etc. So this is the last time, figuratively, and in, in, in fact, a lot of the Judahite Christians, not Jewish Christians. There's no such thing as a Jewish Christian. The Judahite Christians of the day were expecting the you know the second coming immediately upon after Pentecost, and but of course. Uh, they didn't understand all the prophecies. There, he has to come twice, and he hasn't come the second time yet. We're getting really close. We'll be doing some shows about that in the near future. Anyway, let me start over here. This is First John two eighteen. Little children, it is the last time, and as we have heard that Antichrist, that's G five hundred, shall come. Even now, are there many Antichrists? whereby we know that it is the last time, okay? And here is a major discrepancy among the Judeo-Christians who say the Antichrist is yet to come. Have you heard that, Michael? Oh, yeah. They all think that it is yet to come, but um, if, yeah, continue. I won't take yeah. the words from your mouth, but yeah. Yeah, and, and it can't be the Jews, <laughs> right? Well, there are many Antichrists. There are many people who deny Yahshua Messiah, and there are many people who are trying to stand in his place, okay? Many, many, many. It's not just one. Let's continue. First John 2.22 who is a liar, but he that denieth that Yahshua is the Messiah? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. How about Jews? How about Talmudic rabbis who deny that Yahshua is the Messiah? And aren't they the ones who excise the name of Yahweh? from the Old Testament over, what, 8,000 times and replaced it with L-O-R-D? Oh, well, talk about taking the place of. L-O-R-D takes the place of Y-H-W-H. Isn't that interesting? First John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, <laughs> okay? Can it be any clearer? Anyone who confesseth not, that includes a lot of white nationalists, a lot of pagans who happen to be white people. So you have to, at some point in your life, you have to confess that, Messiah, that Yahshua is Messiah, the Savior of the Adamic species, 
okay? And of course, the Jews are the ones responsible for all of the anti-Paul rhetoric that you've been hearing, that Paul is a Jew and uh, that Paul reinvented the, the, uh, the gospel, right? All that kind of nonsense, okay? So I would say to all these white nationalists, you know that the Jews are liars. Why do you believe them when they claim to be Israel? Okay, I'll just leave it at that. First John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ, Yahshua Messiah, is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye had heard that it should come, and even now already it is, is it in the world. Why? Because he's talking about the Talmudic rabbis, the Pharisees. That's who he's talking about. Second John 1, 7, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. That's it. Now, of course, we have uh, other synonyms for Antichrist, like uh, the synagogue of Satan, etc., etc. We'll get into those uh, later on. However, it's very clear that, number one, the number one culprit is the Jews themselves, because they are many Antichrists. The entire Jewish genome is Antichrist over to you. Yeah. Thank you for that elaboration. And also, as Brother Herbert said, all who loves the world are antichrist. There you go. Uh, Love not the world is what John said. (laughs) Okay. John said that. Now, the the Judeos always quote John 3.16, which says he so loved the world that he gave his only son. Well, he was talking about the Israelite world. He didn't give his son to redeem the rest of the world. No, he only gave his son to redeem Israel because the law only was given to Israel and the Redeemer was promised only to Israel. That's clear from Scripture. But, of course, the Judeo-Christians are just as evil as the Jews because they have distorted the gospel. Back to you. So that's with this not love, not this world. For me, it's getting to like, I don't know, this is maybe just my, this is just a thought that could this world then be like, maybe not literal hell, but if you like this world, then you love the world of the Antichrist, of the uh, of Satan, because Satan rules this place. So then right. you love his place. Yeah, and what is mammon? Mammon is the materialistic world, which is usually determined by greed, uh, lies, uh, false gospel, etc. You can name the, uh, a list a hundred uh, items long as to how this materialistic world rules people's lives, okay? And ruins their lives, okay? All right, please continue. Yeah. It is. It is ruining their lives because then they do anything for this money right. that they think. And it is a false, it said, in their mind they think there is a cost, but it is not. Because if everything was taken away, they cannot do anything. That's right. They are pretty screwed. Yes. Okay. Let's, and here is also what here I missed. This is what was written in the article. So the word Antichrist in this case has a deeper meaning than against, uh, which is our normal understanding of the prefix anti. Therefore, from the above, it means the adversary of the Messiah, Jesus, which comes from the root word 473, meaning instead of 
or in place of. So, this is 3.0. Now, who is the adversary? 1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, that's his favorite sport, <laughs> right? He wants to devour us. And if you let your guard down, even if you are a law-abiding Israelite, the reason why Yahshua told the two apostles to sell their cloaks and buy a sword was because you might just be caught off guard and you might need your sword to fight back. So our defense is, really our only defense, is Deuteronomy chapter 28, where it tells us, if you obey my laws, I, Yahweh, will defend you against all your enemies. That's all you need to know. But you have to obey his laws in order to qualify for that type of defense. Back to you. Yeah, and if if um, um, Satan, uh, the devil, could talk down all those uh, one-third of the angels, could, right. could drag them down third, yeah. can't, the, can't the devil, Satan, talk you down into hell also? Amen. Amen. We're easy prey. <laughs> Very easy prey, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, because as you said, uh, even we can be also tricked by it. So we need to have the guard up. Yes. Um, because he roar, he is as a roaring lion, and and he will try again. So I mean, and if he is attacking you, then you know you're doing something correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the more uh, as we have a saying, I don't know if it's in your military. You know you're flying over enemy territory when you're taking flak, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's continue. So now, number four, then. Uh, now, who is the devil? Oh, we have touched upon that topic for some time now. Yeah. So, Revelations 20, verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon... That old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So, we can conclude that Satan is the Antichrist that will come, quote, in the place of, end of quote, Jesus Christ, i.e., as a, quote, fake, end quote, um, Jesus, fake Jesus. Um, his purpose is to deceive as many of Yahweh's children that he can and take them into the lake of fire with him. Yeah, because mystery like misery. Um, since yeah. he is to come before Jesus, then we need to search the Bible for clues as to when the true Jesus will return. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, okay, so uh, what was it? You sounded, uh, you said, misery loves company is the yeah. American expression. I don't know if you put it that way. It, so yeah, like, I want to say something like a misery-like company. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, misery loves company, and the devil loves company, and all the the antichrist people love company. Isn't this why the Jews are parasites and host and attach themselves to the Anglo-Saxon host every chance they get? Because oh, yeah. par parasites have to have company. We are their food, ladies and gentlemen. We are their food. We have to stop providing them with food. Amen. 
Okay. Yeah, and you have uh, also a lot of, unfortunately, some people that are not so happy that that always need to be in company with others because they cannot stand the person they are themselves. Right, right. And uh, that brings up a very good point, Michael, because I can't tell you how many people, email buddies I have who say, do you know anybody in my area that I can fellowship with? I'm all alone. I'm worshiping all alone. It, misery loves company, right? <laughs> but what's what's the verse you like from? Uh, is it from Ecclesiastes that says, uh, uh, "With knowledge comes sorrow"? Do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is Ecclesiastic one eighteen. For okay. in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. There you go. The more you and it goes hand in glove with the verse in Revelation about the little book. The little book is a reference to the publication of the Bible by the printing press, which made the Bible small enough for, well, those people who had some money in the very first printing of the Bible. Other than that, only the church would have a Bible and very rich Christians of the Holy Roman Empire could afford to purchase a handwritten Bible, right? You can imagine how much that would cost. And so then when Gutenberg made the Bible available through the printing press, the first thing it says, when they consumed it, it was sweet to the taste buds, but it was bitter in the belly. Why? Because once they consumed the real Bible, they realized how they had been lied to by the Roman Catholic Church, okay? Now we're we're getting very we're getting to the essence of bitter truth. It is bitter in our belly and let me put it this way, those Judeo Christians better wake up soon and those who have taken the jab better start searching the internet for for solutions and, and purging your body of this foreign entity that you have allowed into your body because it is the mark of the beast. Okay? All we can do right now is pray for you and hopefully you will come around before you die. Because the, the scripture says that those people who take the mark of the beast, uh, there is no coming back from that. So if, if you've got, only got a placebo, and hopefully you've only got a placebo, there's still hope for you. All right? But definitely do not take any more shots. They will kill you. And you will not get into the kingdom. Back to you. Yeah, and those that did take it willingly, they love the world so much because they want to keep doing all the stuffs again. Right, that's they want great. To back to normal, so they yeah. love the yeah, world. Normal, They're normal. What's normal? <laughs> right. Yeah, what's normal? Normal <laughs> in in hell or something. Yeah, like that. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, we are. Didn't didn't Paul say that Satan is the prince of this world? Yeah. Then this is his place. Then it is hell, yeah. and he rules this planet. Sorry to say, all you Judeo-Christians, he rules this planet. You, Your pastor hasn't quoted that verse for you. Yeah. Okay, uh, part five? Yes. Yeah. What clues does the Bible give us concerning the time when Jesus will return? We already know from scriptures that only the fathers knows the day or hour when Jesus will return. Yeah. So Mark 13, verse 32. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, 
not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Uh-huh. Therefore, we understand the Bible cannot tell us uh, the day and hour, but perhaps we can arrive at the at the season of Christ's return. Paul, the apostle, gave us clue in his letters to the Corinthians and Thessalonians. Um, yeah, and we can also, my, with my comment, you, have, you can see the ripe of the season. You can see that the how how the how the tree is is it's, it's the fr- the fruit have it been ripe right I would say yeah uh, yes so you can pick it up and eat it like not yes. be a clue to see and to see the time we're living in yes well that uh, there's a whole story uh, regarding when Yahshua cursed the fig tree in the New Testament okay and uh, we had I think we actually did a show about the bad figs of the Old Testament being those Judahites who refused to take their punishment in Babylon, the 70 years punishment, and migrated to Europe without Yahweh's permission. And those turned out to be the kings and queens of Europe, the vast majority of whom have been really bad, (laughs) really bad. But in the New Testament, the the fig tree that he cursed is the uh, genome of the Jews, you know, the genome of Satan. Okay, through Cain. Back to you. Yes. So, First Corinthians fifteen, verse fifty-two. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised in uh, corruptible, and we shall be changed. And First Thessalonians four, verse sixteen. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, uh, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Jesus, therefore, comes at the last trump. Okay, for those uh, in Missouri and Arkansas, I'm, I'm going to be in Missouri first, then Arkansas, and on next Saturday, I'm going to be preaching a message on this, the last trump and how it relates to the Hebrew feast days. The first group of feast days, the spring feast days, uh, are, are about the first advent. And so therefore, they were predictive. They were prophetic. And then the uh, Feast of Pentecost w- occurs between the spring and fall feast, and that Feast of Pentecost talks about how the Israelites, who were assembled from the, the river of Egypt to the river of uh, Euphrates, would assemble and uh, control all that territory in between. That was, that was the prophecy given to Abraham, or Abram at that point in time, in Genesis 15, 18 through 21, I think are the verses, and that was fulfilled by our people. It has nothing to do with Israel or Jews, folks. It has nothing to do with this modern bastard state called Israel. That was fulfilled in the days of Pentecost, okay, when we received the Holy Spirit. So that's a continuing thing. Now, what is this trump of God? Well, that's the Feast of Trumpets in the fall, I'm going to be explaining how the fall feasts come into play, how they're prophetic, and how much time we have left. That's going to be the theme of my talk in Missouri. So those of you who you know, know me, send me an email. It's elijames at att.net. 
And if you want to attend that uh, meeting, just let me know. And, uh, you know, I'll give you your clearance to attend that meeting because we it can't be public because we'll be attacked by Antifa. That that's been my life ever since what uh, ever since uh, well ever since I went public with my book The Great Impersonation. Uh, in those days, they were called anti-racist action, and even William Fink knows that uh, the ARA tried to attack me when I was in in uh, I forget the name of the town in southern New York, Binghamton. When I was in Binghamton, the ARA started uh, started chanting and marching against our meeting in Binghamton, and Bill Fink and I and all the rest of us had to sneak out the back door because they were coming into the trying to come into the front door to attack us, right? So I can't, you know, I can't make our meetings public. I can only invite trusted people. Back to you. But the, the, then, of course, the Day of Atonement. Day of Atonement is the last, your last chance as an Israelite to make up and confess your sins and get ready for the Feast of uh, Tabernacles. And a Feast of Tabernacles, the last great day, is when Yahshua will return. As the prophecy says in the book of Acts, we shall see him coming back to earth as they saw him leaving. All right? So that's the importance of the Hebrew feast days. You will not find this taught in any other denomination besides identity. Thank you very much. Back to you, Michael. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Antifa is Antifa. All those leftist organizations. Is, yeah, they make life miserable for us. That's right. And they're financed by the ADL, all of them, and of course George Soros. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go to point six. Um, how many trumps occur in the New Testament? From the book uh, of Revelation, we can determine how many trumps there will be. Revelations eight. Verse 6, and the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Therefore, Jesus comes at the seventh trump. And this is also something, Eli, in the number seven. That is something with, I mean, this something in our life also, this seven. It goes in cycles, this seven. Seven. So it's, right. uh, this, this number is, has something to do with, yeah, it is also a recurring theme in the Bible. Yeah, amen. I think it's all actually the structure of reality Seven is at least time. Uh, time is structured by the number seven. And uh, for example, even 70 or, uh, yeah, seven or 70. Yeah, seven is the number of perfection, but it's the number of human perfection. <laughs> okay, what we consider to be perfection. So it's imperfect. Uh, nine is the number of Yahweh's perfection. And so, uh, you know, we talk about, it doesn't occur all that often, but now and then. So, 70, 7 and 70 are numbers of judgment. That's what they are. They're numbers of judgment. So, the uh, Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy, the seven times prophecy in Leviticus 26, and this number 7 is everywhere, absolutely everywhere. This is how Yahweh structures our prophetic lives, put it that way, for lack of a better expression. Okay? So, yeah, it's very important. To, and the number seven is all over the book of Revelation. It's everywhere, right? Okay. All right. Okay. And now we're going into seven. Here comes number seven. Um, what clue does the Bible give us concerning the time when the Antichrist comes uh, relative uh, to the time when uh, Christ comes? Yeah, so 2 Thessalonians 
verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering together unto him. 2. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. 4. That day shall not come, except there come a falling away. Uh, 646. First. And that man of sin uh, be revealed, the son of perdition. And the okay. bracket six four. Yeah, so this is a synonym for Antichrist, that son of perdition. All right? And we already know that these Antichrists are walking around. First John told us that they're already in the earth, making trouble for us. But here, Paul, this is one of the most important prophecies in all of Scripture for that day uh, that, that the second coming will not occur until there is a great apostasy of Christians away from the true faith. That's what Paul is predicting here. And, Michael, have we not seen that in the last hundred years? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pretty ever sure. since... Yeah, ever since the Schofield Reference Bible began convincing our people that the Jews are Israel, our people have been falling away in one denomination after another, falling away from the true gospel and away from the truth. So, and that man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition. How about Rothschild? How about Soros? How about the perfidious rabbis? They're being revealed as we speak. The internet is certainly catching on to the Jews and who they really are. It's just the Judeo-Christians who are clueless, right? They still believe the Jews are Israel. Okay? This is the number one lie that our people need to get over. The Jews are not Israelites. If you're a Christian, more than like a white Anglo-Saxon Christian, you are more than likely an Israelite. That's just the fact of the matter. All right. And this is our this is our calling. This is our burden here at Eurofolk Radio to explain to the uh, we can preach to the choir all day long. But even here, uh, we're all learning. I'm learning. You know, these word studies are of immense importance for us to get right. And the vast majority of Christians do not do any word studies. The Judeo-Christian denominations do not do any word studies. All they do is repeat their uh, old, tired, old, same old, same old dogma. And they learn nothing new because they regard their theology as, well, sacred. And they don't do any historical research. You know, shame on them. Shame on them. All right. Okay. Uh, Sound of perdition. Very important. And the falling away. Two of the most important concepts in Scripture which have already occurred. And, Michael, have any of these people been raptured yet? Well, they have probably taken many of those shots, so I think right. their rapture will be where it's, uh, yeah, they go to yeah. perdition. Yeah, that uh, that thing called a hearse. They're, they're being taken away by the hearse. Okay? Yeah. yeah the, and the, in their caskets. All right, number mm-hmm. four. Yeah. 
Yeah, before also you said this with, with the preaching that you and me are doing and also this prophesy. This is this, I've sent this one out also, but I like repeating it because it's so true. Uh, like it is say, your calling is going to crush you. So if you are called to prophesy, you are going to struggle to control your mouth. And if you are called <laughs> to preach and teach the gospel, you will be sifted for the wisdom that anoints your message. And your callings will come with cups, thorns, and um, sifting that are necessary for your mantle to be authentic, humble, and powerful. Your crushings won't be easy because your assignment is not easy. Your oil is not cheap. And yes. I think uh, this with uh, preaching, Eli, you know, we, we don't fit in always when, <laughs> when we try to on different avenues, we get banned, we get thrown out, so we know that. <laughs> uh-huh, right, right. Uh, well, I take it as a point of honor to be banned by Antichrist people, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, same okay. for me. I mean, come on, if yeah. they ban me, then I probably did something good. But in whole of Europe, my channel is not available. They don't find it. It is like in the memory hole. Yes, yes. There you go. Well, we have to, yeah, everything... That in the Jews' power has been memory hold. Every good thing has been memory hold, as George Orwell said. Okay, and in his book, 1984, and uh, what was the other, uh, the the uh, uh, his other very famous book about uh, the garden, Animal Farm, right? And he said in that book, he says, well, so, some animals are more equal than others, right? Both of those books are about Jews. And how the Jews have taken over the world, right? It was already a done deal in 1948 when he wrote 1984. He just inverted the numbers. So those of us in identity are the most aware, awake people on the planet. And we want to share our awakeness with all Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and Caucasian people. That's our motivation. That's our burden. And we will not stop doing this until the second coming. So... There. <laughs> okay. And uh, and I think also sometimes because of all the demons they have within inside of them, that's why they run when they see us. They can't stand us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. Continue. Please continue. So, number four. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he. He, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, now this pertains to the papacy, because the papacy has issued many edicts, they call them bulls, B-U-L-L-S, papal bulls, where they have declared themselves to be the one and only intercessor of God and of Jesus Christ, but even Paul said, oh, there is only one intercessor, and that's Yahshua Messiah. There is no other intercessor. So certainly the papacy qualifies here, but certainly the Jews, more than anything, qualify here because in their Talmud they say that their word stands and overrules the Old Testament. In other words, they say that their edicts, their Talmudic rabbinical edicts, overrule Yahweh. That's what they say, and they believe that, and that's what they're doing. There's even one verse in the Talmud that says that Yahweh looks at it. They don't use the name yet. They don't worship Yahweh. That's why they have excised his book from the translations. They spell it G-D. They don't even pronounce the name of Elohim. 
They spell it G-D, and they say that G-G looks over the rabbi's shoulder and gets approval from a rabbi before he can uh, uh, you know, make an edict himself. This is, talk about exalting yourself over God. That's a rabbi. Back to you. And that's something interesting. I did talk to a Jew one time, and then I used the word Elohim. And you know what he asked me? What? He asked me, is this the name of uh, Satan? Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah. Satan was a fallen angel, you know, was a Ben Elohim. It was a son of God, but a bad one, right? So uh, yeah. there are good angels and bad angels. Yeah, but that's inter- That's a very interesting question. I guess he's only familiar with the band, bad kind, <laughs> right? Okay, let's continue. So we learn from the above scriptures that the falling away happens first, and the son of perdition has to reveal before the day of Jesus Christ's return. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And do you want to read on some, some pages? Yeah, sure. Sure. This is, this is very good. And, you know, so next week we'll, uh, because, uh, because next week we'll have part three of the TikTok series, okay, that uh, we started the first two, last two weekends, and so we'll be returning to that next weekend. Thank you very much, okay? All right, so... 7.1, what does falling away mean? Historic concordance, definition for falling away. And he's got the Greek, which I don't read either, but it's translated here, apostasia. Apostasia, and of course in English, it's apostasy. And hold on, I have to adjust my screen here. Okay, and fe- uh, feminine of the same as 647... To forsake, to forsake, falling away, one, a falling away, defection, apostasy from the truth. Therefore, falling away means apostasy or a falling away from the truth. So, Michael and everybody listening, has our people, have our people, Israel, fallen away from truth? Oh, uh-huh. Tell me about it. <laughs> right? My right. Yeah, I could probably list a thousand ways. Right? Yeah, like that poem, How Do I Love Thee? Let me count the ways. How have I fallen away? Let me count the ways. And the, and the interesting thing is, because Eve was deceived. She, she wasn't seduced by the devil. She, she consented to it, but she thought she was doing something good. And the same is true of the modern Judeo-Christians. They think they're doing good by supporting the Jews. They actually believe they're doing something good. And there's a verse by Yahshua. He said, uh, uh, the day is coming when uh, those who hate you will think they are doing good. Okay? Very, very revealing prophecy. Those who hate you will think they will are doing, and they won't want to kill you. Okay, they they who want to kill you will think they are doing good. All right, that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at right now. Okay, seven point two. Now, what does perdition mean? Strong concordance. Hold on, I have to scroll back up. This uh, my program is jumping around. 
uh, strong concordance for definition for perdition is apolia, okay? Apolia, and they're going to, into perdition from a presumed derivative of 622. See, TDNT, I'm not, it's a New Testament, some reference book about the New Testament. AV, authorized version, perdition, destruction, waste, damnation or damnable, to die, perish, pernicious. And now, we're not talking about the second death yet. The second death is talked about only in the book of Revelation. That is when your soul, your potentially immortal soul perishes, is cast into the lake of fire, along with the whatever whatever Jews have. <laughs> they have some kind of, how should I put this, a fake soul, right? Their lives are not given by Yahweh. Their lives are given by Satan, by Lucifer, and somehow they borrow our life. That's why they have to interbreed with us to borrow from us our living DNA because they have dead DNA. And if they don't mate with us, they would all die off. If the Jews mated only amongst themselves, they would soon die off because they have dead blood. They have dead DNA. So they have to interbreed with us in order to sustain their lives. So let's continue. One, destroying, utter destruction. One A, of vessels. So what's, your, what's a vessel? That's your body, folks. Two, a perishing, ruin, destruction of money. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay, we see, Michael, that in the modern world, all those Judeo-Christians who have been flummoxed by the eternal, uh, perfidious Jew, I should say, believing in their money system and believing their lies and partaking of all of their credit cards and oh, their, their plastic reality, their plastic reality and entertainment and news media, are they not dying? If not spiritually, but are they not dying in all senses of the word, word physically, mentally, emotionally, health-wise, etc.? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they don't see it. They simply don't see it because they believe the great lie of Lucifer, which is that the Jews are God's chosen people. That's the big lie, folks. That's even bigger than the Holocaust lie. Even bigger than the Holocaust lie. Because... Yeah. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sort of interrupting. Yeah. Uh, and I also have those problems on my channels I'm getting attacked by people saying that uh, that christians are are like jews they 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 are practicing jewish religion blah 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 so right. they they are as as much fooled as uh, yeah as, as, the other one, as the why as, at the at the christians as well that's because right because they are repeating their lies so they yeah. are they will also be cast away if they say what do you think what would yeshua messiah say if they call him a jew when he comes Right. People will be very angry with them. Oh, my goodness. Right. Well, remember the quotations of the word Antichrist from First John. He says, anyone who does not accept Yahshua Messiah as the Messiah, as the Son of God, is doomed, is Antichrist. So all of these white nationalists who reject Christian identity because they falsely believe the Jews are Israel, 
and therefore Christian identity is just another form of Judaism, I'm sorry, you have been fooled, grievously fooled, and you better start coming around to Christian identity because you, if you are a white nationalist, even a neo-pagan, the, the likelihood that you are in fact an Israelite is very, very great. And you have done many shows showing that the, the Nordic pagans actually have descended from the paganized Israelites of the Ten Tribes of the Ten Tribes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that is why, also that I think was important for, that was how I, if I myself found it, it was those migrations and who the people were. That's how I couldn't deny it. So that's, uh, that's, um, and I hope that it can help someone to see the light in this, um, to see who we are. And that was my, that was my saving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those people need to come to the table and talk about this, uh, you know, not just because uh, they just automatically believe that the Bible is a Jewish book, right? And the first, the first time I spoke in front of a group of national socialists and neo-pagans, I said this, the Jews are not Israel, the Bible is not a Jewish book, and Jesus Christ is not a Jew. And you could hear the jaws hitting the floor <laughs> when I said that. Right. And so I proceeded to explain the the fact of the matter and they came around and uh, not all of them. You know, some 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 people take a little more convincing, but that's been my message from that that first uh, lecture that I gave in Texas. And I continue to say that everywhere I go back to you. Yeah, and did you get any from some of those national socialists? Did they have any? Do they realize that the national socialists in Germany were, yeah, they were Catholic. They were, they, yeah, they were Christians. Were some Christians. They professed some kind of Christianity, but today they are utterly yeah. neo-pagans for me. And that's yeah, yeah, right. me, a no. sign that they have been infiltrated. Yeah, a neo-Nazi does not capture the true flavor of the original national socialists of Germany. Adolf Hitler actually was the best man of, oh, uh, I can't remember, it wasn't Himmler, uh, it was another official, high-ranking official of the Nazi party, and he was the best man at that wedding in a Catholic church. But most of these neo-pagans and neo-Nazis don't know that, and they don't want to know about it, all right? So, yeah, that's the reality. In fact, there's a video... There's a video of uh, Hitler walking up the steps into the church <laughs> behind, you know, this official. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It wasn't Himmler, but a very high, high-ranking high official. Okay, back to you. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for I interrupting. But yeah, I think it was Himmler said something that, that every kind of attack against Christianity, he would, uh, they would, um, yeah, they would, um, they would go against. They would, they would defend Christianity. So, yes. Himmler also made those statements, so and, they and that I can't I can't understand how those, but that tells me that 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 move they are infiltrated, or those that are in the in the center of them, they are Jewish, Jewish, they yeah. are Jews. He also said, I believe in Mein Kampf, that he could not believe that Jesus Christ was a Jew. He said, there's something wrong <laughs> exactly. with that teaching, right? <laughs> okay. So the the National Socialist Movement has to get its act together. Get on board with the rest of the white race. And yeah, it is true that Judeo-Christians are just as, uh, you know, 
I don't want to say they're evil, but they're they're so deluded that they can't possibly be good. All right. Let me say, put it that way. They're so deluded they can't possibly be good. And that goes for the neo-pagans and the national socialists who don't want to study reality, don't want to study history and the Bible. Okay? That's where we're at. All right, so let me get back to this document because uh, so far a really good show. Uh, let's see how much. Uh, well, we're only about a quarter of the way through the document, so we might have to revisit this. Uh, next week as well, because it's a very important information, and then we'll get back to Brother Danny's uh, TikTok Part 3. All right, so let's continue. So, uh, perdition, waste, damnable, perish, pernicious. Uh, I'll just uh, start destroying, utter destruction of a, 1A of vessels, 2A, perishing, ruin, destruction, 2A of money. Ho! Oh. Aren't the Jews responsible for destroying our monetary system with fractional reserve banking, (laughs) right? Creating money out of nothing with inflation? Uh, Brother Fritoff's favorite subject, (laughs) right? And, And Paul English's favorite subject as well, right? How the Jews create money out of nothing through inflation. To be... The destruction, to be or not to be, that is the question. The destruction which consists of eternal misery in hell. Therefore, we understand perdition means to perish or to die, for sure. Who, 7.3, who is the son of perdition? In the 28th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, we find Yahweh addressing the prince of Tyrus, a metaphor or type of Satan. Ezekiel 28.1, the word of Yahweh came again to me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith Lord Yahweh Elohim, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God. Okay, now, the prince of Tyrus, to my knowledge, when it was, oh, what's his name? Uh, Hiram. Hiram was a Yahweh believer. It's clear from Scripture that he was a Yahweh believer, and he was dealing with both David and Solomon, and Hiram supplied all the goods needed to construct the temple. But after that happened, the the Israelites became pagans, right, when they split off from the other two southern tribes. And with this paganization, was a paganization of the leadership of Tyre as well, and that's where Jezebel came from. So, so this pagan doctrine inf- infected the entire ten northern tribes, including the prince of Tyre. So after Hiram, I don't know if he died or he was just taken over or whether he was even murdered. He might have been murdered, and the the his his successor was extremely evil, extremely evil. And so, so this could be, and of course, if you're talking about the religion of the Pharisees and the pagan idea that you know, they are God, they are their God's children on earth, yes, they, they would have picked up this doctrine entire, okay? And those people were known later as the Phoenicians, okay? 7.4, what does the word Tyrus mean? Uh, tsor, tsor, or... Again, it's just different spellings here. 
the same as 06864 Greek Tupac and uh, Tyre, Tyrus, it means rock. Tyrus means rock. Well, it was based on the fact that the island of Tyre was just off the coast of Canaan land, and it was part of ancient Canaan land. So there were Canaanites there. I believe the tribe of Dan and the tribe of Asher were given that territory to overthrow, but they didn't overthrow it entirely. And of course, later on in their history, they became Canaanites and the, and the spiritual Canaanites, let's put it that way, by picking up their pagan religion. Okay, it means rock in the context of Deuteronomy 32:31, for their rock. For their rock, sorry, this program I'm using, it jumps around a lot. For their rock is not as our rock with a capital R, even our enemies themselves being judges. Well, uh, Michael, who has set themselves up to be our judge in the world today? Well, it is the, the same people, the, the Jews. They want to be our judge. They are, they are the yeah. judges. They are the prosecutors. They are the lawyers. That's right. They control our judicial system. Totally. In every country of ours. Not so much in other countries, because other countries like uh, Japan and China, oh, although China, China is, was, communist China was created by Jews, so the Jews totally rule over China. But uh, you know, in, in these other nations, most of those countries, they're Jew savvy. They don't trust a Jew uh, for one foot like our people do. Our people are the ones who have been deluded by Judaism, so-called Judeo-Christianity. And our country, America, was founded as a Christian nation, not as a Judeo-Christian nation. That word Judeo-Christian was coined in the 1930s and was popularized by none other than federal dictator Rosenfeld, who was part Jewish. Okay? So our rock is Yahweh. Prince of Tyrus, therefore, means another name for Satan. Okay? 7.5. Why is Yahweh addressing Satan here in Ezekiel 28.18? And he quotes it. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Who are the world's primary traffickers, Michael? Same group. <laughs> yeah, same, same group. group. Getting back to it. Yeah, those Canaanite mercenaries, or merchants, mercenaries too, but merchants for sure. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, it shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. Could that fire have been kindled in Ukraine, Michael? Do you oh, think? Yeah. Okay. All yes, right. I yeah. That was a caper started by the Rothschilds and their lackeys in the European Union and NATO, etc., against Russia. And, uh, yeah, and we did a show about Putin being, you know, with all of the rabbis surrounding him and influencing him. But I don't think they have total control of Putin. I think he's playing their game because uh, he doesn't want to be ruled over by Jews. Yeah, but he's playing along because he knows that the, the Jews have agents everywhere and assassins everywhere. 
and I'm sure he has a uh, a food taster <laughs> on his staff before he eats anything or drinks anything. That was the, the habit of all of the kings and queens of Europe. They always had a food taster because somebody might slip poison into their wine, etc. So uh, I, I don't believe t- uh, Putin is their total pawn. Trump is. Trump is 100% a Jewish pawn. No doubt about it. He's the one who fast-tracked the jab. and If he, if he hadn't done that, all of our people wouldn't be dying from the jab today if he hadn't fast-tracked it. So he bears total responsibility for that, not just Fauci. Trump also bears responsibility for that. So I think that this fire has been kindled. This is proof that we are in the last days. This fire has already started, and Ezekiel talks more about it, namely that Yahweh says, I will put hooks in your jaws and I will drag you into a fight with my people. The the house of Israel and the house of Joseph shall be aflame. The house of Judah shall be a fire. And you Jews, you, you Tyrians will be stubble. That's the book of Obadiah, folks. But let's continue. Satan is being judged by Yahweh for being the leader of the rebellion in earth age number one, where he deceived one-third of the angels into following him. Yahweh has sentenced Satan to die in the lake of fire, as described in the book of Revelation. In other words, Satan is the god of this world. He's also the god of commerce. He's also the prince of the air. How about radio, television, Movies, Internet, Prince of the Air. In other words, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, sorry, yeah, and that's so true. When you see all those getting banned, I mean, you also talk show. I think it was a talk show. Yes, you were right. I don't remember. And then just over the night, you dis- all your work disappeared within a flick of a, a yeah. key, In the blink of an eye, right? In the blink of an eye, just disappeared everything. And this shows that they are the, the prince of the air. And that's also said in the Bible. So they control the radio waves. They control yes. the televisions. All the flat screens are run by them. That's right. All the flat screens. Yeah. And, and, and the old-fashioned <laughs> television sets as well. Right? So, but for some reason, they're not able to totally control the Internet. Because, number one, they need the Internet to promote their lies. Right? And But, you know, we have been banned off of YouTube. Uh, you mentioned TalkShoe. Uh, numerous platforms we have been kicked off of. And that's why I had to get Eurofolk Radio, because this is the only platform I haven't been kicked off of because I own it, right? And that's what I had to do. So, but that, you know, they're working hard to de-platform us, you know, with uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you name it. They control all. They own and control all these platforms, and uh, uh, so uh, I'm I'm questioning where is Elon Musk? Where does he fit in? Because he he bought Twitter just to prevent uh, people from being deep deplatformed from Twitter. I haven't rejoined it because uh, you know I, I was just getting flack from there. So, uh, but our people are waking up in spite of everything, thanks to the internet. Okay. So they're and, losing uh, – go ahead. They're losing their power yeah. there. 
they are losing it. Unfortunately, on those other platforms, you have those, when you say Facebook, you have Instagram. It is so flooded with, uh, and use the word soft pornography to get the tension away from the people. It's right. so flooded with other stuff that it is, yeah, it is so sickening. Yes, yes. Well, I guess that, that's the answer to my question. Well, why do they still need the Internet? Because they use pornography to distract us from truth, from reality. Yeah, okay? And so the pornography is a big deal for them. And, in fact, when the Jews invaded Palestine uh, on one occasion and uh, to, to to destroyed Palestinian infrastructure, the first thing they did was they took over Palestinian radio and television and started broadcasting pornography in the middle of the war. I think it was the Six-Day War that they started doing that. So the Jews are the princes of pornography, don't you know? Everybody should know that. Okay? So let's continue. So... In other words, Satan is the god of this world and is here on earth along with his minions, those little antichrists running around with hooked noses and face jobs, nose jobs, trying to deceive and cause the children of Yahweh to lose their souls in the second death, right? What a misery loves company, right? And there's also, there's a hatred that is so intense that when you die, you want to take as many of your victims with you as as possible. That is the Jewish attitude towards us. They don't even care if they die, but when they die, they want to take as many of us with them as they possibly can. So he underlines this. Therefore, the son of perdition is Satan. There's no doubt about it. He's a spiritual, he's a fallen angel. He's one of the ones. Well, it's questionable whether Satan himself is being held underground the uh, shades, otherwise known in the book of Isaiah, being kept in uh, an underground place for judgment when the judgment day occurs. Now, you remember when Yahshua cast the demon out of Legion and uh, Yahshua asked him, what's your name? And the demon answered, my name is Legion because there are many of us. And you know the the guy who was afflicted by this demon asked Yahshua to re- alleviate his pain and, and cast the demon out, and so he cast this demon out into a herd of pigs. The herd of pigs instantly ran and drowned themselves in the lake, because uh, apparently it's too much even for pigs to entertain such a demon. But our people, we, because we develop a taste for demon possession. By you know indulging in all of this ritual Satanism, they they become demon possessed, right? Gradually, it doesn't happen overnight. This is done gradually, and so they they have these demons. These demons are real, folks. They are spiritual entities. They are everywhere among us, and a lot of our well, I have to say it, a lot of our white nationalists are demon possessed, and a lot of Judeo Christians are demon possessed, and they don't know it. Okay, here we go. Therefore, the return of Jesus will not occur until after the apostasy happens and the Antichrist, that is the fake Jesus or the fake Israelites, are revealed to the world. And boy, the revelation is proceeding fast, very fast. Note, the apostasy has already happened to agree 
To a degree, when we observe the confusion in doctrine and practice of the many church denominations that exist today, and as Brother Abar likes to say, we have 33,000 denominations, none of which are true to the gospel, right? Some teachers believe that the event where Satan comes as the fake Jesus, which causes many people to worship him, is the great falling away. No, we've already found out that there are many antichrists, and they've been around since the first John was uttered. I tend to believe the falling away has already occurred. Absolutely, it has most definitely occurred already. Therefore, we should be in the daily process of studying God's word in order to have sufficient oil in our lamps so that we won't be deceived when the Antichrist shows up. We do not want to be among the virgins, 2 Corinthians 11.2, that did not have sufficient oil in their lamps so we won't be deceived when, when the Antichrist shows or the fake the, the fake Messiah of the Jews. Now, this is gearing up, folks. This is gearing up. Because, Michael, I don't know if we... Have we done a show about the uh, Third Temple and the Red Heifer? Well, may we did comment on the Red Heifer. That is, this, yeah. the Jews think that is a sign that they, for yeah. them that they're, I'm going to say, their Messiah the, the, is coming their, soon. So. Their Messiah is coming. Right. That's a fake, fake Messiah, folks. The red heifer is a sign by them that their Messiah is coming. And in New York City and other places, the uh, Talmudic Jews are putting up billboards uh, saying the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And they plan to build a third temple where they will uh, reinstitute animal sacrifice. So any Christian... Judeo-Christian who supports this endeavor is so totally deluded that I doubt, I have no hope for them. So totally deluded. Okay? And these are the virgins who don't have enough oil in their lamps. Thank you very much, Charles. Very good observation. Okay? They had to go to town to buy oil. <laughs> they had to go to Walmart. They have to go to Walmart to buy their oil. Another Jewish corporation. While they were gone, the bridegroom came and shut the door. Thus they missed the marriage supper of the Lamb. This parable of the ten virgins is in Matthew chapter 25. Okay, with about ten minutes left, you want to pick it up on verse 8 or part 8? No, let's see. A bit, I was in the chat room, so I forget what page are you at. So okay, I can well, it back. Uh, if you can scroll down to number 8, uh, in order to arrive at an approximate date. If you can't find it, I'll just continue. I'm uh, working on my. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Eight one or eight. Eight point zero. Okay. In order to arrive at an approximate date for Jesus' second advent, we need to start by asking: When was Jesus born? Uh, the world has been thought that Jesus was born on December the twenty fifth, five BC. The year is correct. However, the month and day is correct. Incorrect. Um, History um, convincingly shows that December 25th was popularized as the date for Christmas, not because Christ was born on that day, but because it was all the popular in pagan religious um, celebrations as the birthday of the sun. The biblical account points to the fall uh, of the year as the most likely time for Jesus' birth. But is it, is it possible that December 25th could, 25th could be the day Christ, Christ's birth? And if put in my thoughts here, 
I shouldn't maybe preempt the article, but I don't think it was his birthday. I think Jesus Christ's birthday was probably uh, the ninth, uh, uh, what to say, the 11th, uh, when it did the Twin Tower, the 11th. Oh, right, could be. Yeah, right. Somewhere in September uh, or early October for sure. Okay. Yeah, and then people who associate something wonderful that when he was born with something terrible. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, quote, lacking any scriptural pointers to Jesus' birthday, early Christian teachers suggest dates all over the calendar. Um, Clement Pickard, November 18th. Um, Hypoluthus uh, figured Christ must have been born on a Wednesday. An anonymous document, believed to have been written in North Africa around AD 243, placed Jesus' birth on March 28th. Jeffrey Scheller, U.S. Uh, News. Ah, this was the, the, the article that was quoted. Okay. So, end of quote. So, this is what uh, Jeffrey Scheller, U.S. News and World Report, In Search of Christmas. And uh, let's see. A careful analysis of scripture, however, clearly indicates that December 25th is an unlikely date for Christ's birth. Here are three primary reasons. 8.1. We know that shepherds were in the fields watching their flocks at the time of Jesus' birth. And that is Luke 2, verses 7 to 8. Um, shepherds were not in the field during December. According to ce- celebrations, the complete book of American holidays, Luke's account, quote, suggests that Jesus may have been born in summer or early fall. Since December is cold and rainy in Judea, it is likely the shepherds would have sought shelter for their flocks at night, end of quote. And that is from page 309. Similarly, the um, interpreter of one's volume commentary says this passage argues, quote, against the birth of Christ occurring on December 25th, since the weather would ha- not have permitted, end of quote, shepherds watching over their flocks in the fields at night. And I think also, Eli, this is one point that you have pointed out. The weather, it was be cold oh. in December in Jerusalem. They cannot be outside them. That's and the, right. And the animals were been put away in, in the shelter. Yes, yeah. And even more convincing is uh, 8.2, which it gets to next. With about six minutes left, I think we can uh, end on this 8.2. Back to you. Yes, so 8.2. Jesus' parents came to Bethlehem to register in, in a Roman census. And that is Luke 2, verse 1 until 4. Such censuses were not taken in winter, when temperatures often dropped below freezing and roads were in poor conditions. Taking a census under such conditions would have been self-defeating. Uh, right. Um, given the difficulties and the desires to bring uh, pagans into Christianity, quote, the important fact then to get clearly into your head is that the fixing of the date as December 25th was a um, compromise with paganism, end of quote. Amen. And that is from William Walsh, the story of Santa Claus, okay. 1970. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And by the way, Santa Claus is an acrostic for Satan. It's actually Satan Claus. They just rearranged the letters. Back to you. Yep. Yep. Did Jesus Christ start the court on December 25th? Can we even know when Christ was born? Should we rely on celebrating his birth? If Jesus Christ was born on December 25th, does the Bible indicate when he was born? 
the biblical account points to the fall of the year as the most likely time of Jesus' birth, based on the conceptions of the birth of John the Baptist. Since um, Elizabeth, John's mother, uh, was in her sixth month of pregnancy when Jesus was conceived, Luke 1, verse 24 to 36, we can determine the approximate time uh, of year Jesus was born, if we know when Jesus was born. John's John, father, Zacharias, was okay. a priest serving in the Jerusalem temple during the course of uh, Abiyah, and that is Luke 1, verse 5. Historical calculations indicate this course of services corresponding to June 13th to 19th in, in that year. The Companion Bible from 1974, Appendix 179, page 200. It was during this time, the temple service of, that Zacharias learned that he and his wife Elizabeth would have a child. And that is Luke 1, 8, verse 8 on the 13. After he completed his service and traveled home, Elizabeth conceived. That is Luke 1, verse 23, 24. Assuming John's conception took place near the end of June, adding nine months brings us to the end of the Mars as the most likely time for John's birth, adding another six months. The difference in ages between John and Jesus bring us to the end of September as the likely time of Jesus' birth. Okay, got it, folks? End of September, we're uh, Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles. Get ready because the last, uh, the last occurrence of the fall feast is coming up very soon. So all of you unwise virgins... You better run to Walmart now and get your lamp oil because you're running out of time. Please continue. Uh, note, the discussion above assumes the Gregorian calendar in use today was in use when Jesus was born. Not true. The Julian calendar was established in 45 BC by Julius Caesar and the Gregorian calendar was established in 1582 uh, one, one, one AD by Pope Gregory. The National uh, Aeronautics of Space Administration, NASA, has computer program that can uh, input reverse time leading to exact agreement with historical events. Still, they Amen. can only lead to approximate date, such as stated above, end of September being the likely time of Jesus' birth. The question remains, quote, can we nail down the exact date of Jesus' birth, end of quote, the answer is no. However, we can establish a third witness supporting the conclusion above, uh, above that Jesus was born la uh, latter part of September. Okay, so folks, this is the perils of Pauline. You're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger at Eurofolk Radio. And let me just read the title here, 8.3. Jesus was born in the latter part of September according to Yahweh's solar calendar all right that's a cliffhanger folks you'll find the answer next sunday i will be in uh missouri next sunday but i will have my computer it's in the repair shop i had to use a, a backup computer last weekend so i couldn't do the shows like i want to but i'll be fully armed and prepared this weekend from missouri to do bloodlines okay okay michael hope to see you on the air again then thanks for being a narrator and for your input and for nailing holding down europe <laughs> i'm trying to hold down america you're holding down europe 
and together and with the help of our friends, our Christian Israelite friends, we will come out on top and give the Jews a run for their money. Okay? All right. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Y'all bless you all. Yeah, we bless. All right, folks, that's today's show. Here's the jingle.